Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 24th of July 2023. In InfoSec news this week, the North Korean state-sponsored Lazarus Group is breaching Windows Internet Information Service, or IIS, web servers in order to hijack them for malware distribution. IIS is Microsoft's web server solution used to host websites or application services, such as Microsoft's Exchange Outlook on the web. South Korean security analysts at ASEC previously reported that Lazarus was targeting these servers for initial access to corporate networks. Recently, however, the company has claimed that the group is leveraging poorly protected IIS services for malware distribution as well. The main advantage of this technique is the ease of infecting visitors of websites or users of services hosted on these breach servers owned by trustworthy organizations. In these recent attacks observed by ASEC, Lazarus compromised legitimate South Korean websites in order to perform watering hole style attacks on visitors using a vulnerable version of the Inisafe CrossWeb EXv6 software. Many public and private organizations in South Korea use this particular software for electronic financial transactions, security certification, internet banking, and more. The Inisafe vulnerability was previously documented by both Symantec and ASEC back last year, explaining that it was exploited using HTML email attachments at the time. Quote, a typical attack begins when a malicious HTML file is received, likely as a malicious link in an email or downloaded from the web. This HTM file is then copied to a link library file and injected into the legitimate system management software in a safe WebEx client. Exploiting this flaw fetches a malicious link library payload from a web server already compromised before the attack for use as a malware distribution server. Quote, this signifies that the threat actor attacked and gained control over IIS web servers before using these servers for distributing malware. ASEC did not analyze the particular payload in this case, but do say that it is likely a malware downloader as seen in other recent Lazarus campaigns. The company advises users to upgrade to versions 3.3.241 or later, and points to remediation instructions it posted as part of the previous release, highlighting the Lazarus threat. Microsoft application servers are becoming an increasingly popular target for hackers to use in malicious malware distribution, likely due to their trusted nature. And zero-day vulnerabilities in Windows installers for the Aterra remote monitoring and management software could act as a springboard to launch privilege escalation attacks. These flaws, discovered by Mandiant back in February this year, have been assigned the identifiers of CVE 2023-26077 and CVE 2023-26078, with the issues remediated in versions 1.8.3 and 1.8.4 released by Aterra back in April this year and June this year respectively. Quote, the ability to initiate an operation from an NT authority system context can present potential security risks if not properly managed, according to security researcher Andrew Olivio. For instance, misconfigured custom actions running at this authority level can be exploited by attackers to execute local privilege escalation attacks. Successful exploitation of such weaknesses could pave the way for execution of arbitrary code with elevated privileges. According to the Google-owned threat intelligence firm, a terror agent is susceptible to a local privilege escalation attack, which can be exploited through link library hijacking, as per CVE 2023-26077, which could then be abused to obtain a command prompt at the authority system user level. This disclosure comes as Kaspersky have recently shed light on a now-fixed severe privilege escalation flaw in Windows, known as CVE 2023-23397, with a CVSS score of 9.8. 
which has come under active exploitation in the wild by threat actors using a specially crafted Outlook task, message, or calendar event. While Microsoft disclosed previously that Russian nation-state groups weaponized the bug since April last year, evidence gathered by the antivirus vendor has revealed that real-world exploit attempts have been carried out by an unknown attacker targeting government and critical infrastructure entities, particularly in Jordan, Poland, Romania, Turkey and Ukraine, a month prior to the public disclosure. And new details have emerged regarding Decoy Dog, a largely undetected sophisticated toolkit likely used for at least a year in cyber intelligence operations, relying on the domain name system or DNS for command and control activity. It's currently unclear exactly who is behind the malware, but researchers at DNS-focused security vendor Infoblox believe that four actors are wielding and developing this for highly targeted operations. Observed activity is limited to the Russian and Eastern Europe space and appears to be related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. While Infoblox only analyzed DecoyDog's DNS and network traffic, as it is based on Puppy, it likely has the ability to download malware payloads on infected devices and execute commands sent by the attackers. Decoy Dog was reportedly discovered back in April after the company's specialists found anomalous DNS beaconing activity from half a dozen domains which acted as a command and control server for the malware. At the time, the researchers said they found the identical DNS query patterns arising from enterprise networks which could not be tied to consumer devices and therefore confirmed that the queries originated from network appliances in a very limited number of customer networks. Whoever operates the toolkit did not cease activity after the initial disclosure, publishing a technical analysis showing that Decoy Dog was heavily based on the puppy open-source post-exploitation Remote Access Trojan or RAT. New research published, however, reveals that Decoy Dog is a major upgrade from Puppy, which uses commands and configurations which are not in the public repository. The company initially distinguished three Decoy Dog operators who responded differently following the company's disclosure. A fourth was discovered after the researchers finished the current report. Based on the passive DNS traffic analysis, it is difficult to determine an accurate number of clients, which would indicate impact to devices, but the largest number of active concurrent connections, which were observed on any one controller, was less than 50, with the smallest being 4. The report estimates that the current number of compromised devices would be less than a few hundred, indicating a very small, very specific set of targets, typical of an intelligence operation. At the moment, decoy dog operations remain mostly a mystery as far as their purpose and handlers go, and while Infoblox has done its part in uncovering the toolkit using DNS data from its systems and bringing it to the wider attention of the InfoSec community, however, additional research is required to determine the targets, the initial compromise method, such as supply chain, known vulnerability, or a zero day, and how the actors move into the network itself. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions or queries regarding anything outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.